Sponsored by Rabbi Shlemi and Mirla Greenwald. This is a sicha from Lakota Sichas, Chelekut Gimel, Parshas Bamidbar, Sicha Aleph. And the topic of the sicha is that in this week's parsha we learned the pasuk of Ishal Digloi, Ba'oseis Leves Havoisam, Yachanu Bnei Yisrael, Mineged Saviv Lo'oyel Moyed Yachanu. And we learned the Rashi and the word Mineged. And there are four parts in the sicha. The rebel number one, ask five questions on Rashi. Number two, present the key to understanding Rashi. Number three, answer the five questions. And number four, present the Hira in Avedas Hashem. On the Pasuk of Ishal Digloi, Ba'isis Leves Havaisam, Yachanu Bnei Yisrael, Mineget Saviv Loyal Moyed Yachanu, which talks about the Yidin camping around the Oyal Moyed, around the Mishkan. So Rashi quotes the word Mineged, and he explains, mil. It means that the distance of a mill, like it says in Yeshua, where there it speaks about the Oren traveling and the Yidin traveling behind the Oren. So it says over there, that there should be a distance between you, the Yidin, and it, the Oren, of 2,000 Amas, which is the same as a mill. And the reason why this was the distance is, so that they should be able to go there on Shabbos, because there's a din of Isr Tchumen on Shabbos, which is that a person is not allowed to travel outside of their place more than the distance of a mill, which is the distance of 2,000 Amas. So in order that they should be able to go on Shabbos to the Mishkan, or in the case of Yeshua, to the Aron, so they shouldn't be further than a mill, further than 2,000 Amas. And then Rashi concludes, Moshe Aaron Uvon of Alvin, that Moshe, Aaron, and his sons in the Levim, Chaynim B'Samachle, they camped right near the oil moyed, right near the Mishkan, and not at a distance of 2,000 Amas. And there are five questions here. The first question is, since Rashi first writes Meirochik, and he doesn't just write the distance, Rashi says Mineged, and he says Meirochik Mil. He doesn't say Mineged Mil. So this implies that Rashi's intent is not just to teach what was the distance, but also to teach that Mineged means Meirochik. And on this, there's a question. It's not understood. Rashi doesn't explain anything on the Pasuk, which is in Parshas Kisavai, in Sefer Devarim, where it says, Rashi doesn't explain anything over there about the word Mineged. And the reason that Rashi doesn't explain anything over there is either because it's self-understood, or because he relies on his explanation on what he says on the Pasuk, where there Rashi says, this is a Pasuk in Parshas Vayera in Sefer Bereshis, Rashi says over there that Mineged means Meirachik. So Rashi doesn't explain anything on Vahoyu Chayecha Tluim Lucha Mineged, either because it's self-understood or because he relies on what he explains on Vatelech Vateshev La Mineged. And if that's the case, so why does he explain it again here? How come on our Pasuk Rashi does explain what the word Mineged means? And the same difficulty is also on the Pasuk of Kimineged Tiras Arts from Parashas Azinu and Sefer Dvarim, where there as well, Rashi says, Mineged means Meirachik, and we have the same difficulty. How come Rashi explains what it means over there? Just like by Vahoyu Chayecha Tluim Lucha Mineged, Rashi doesn't explain anything, so too by Mineged Tiras Aretz, Rashi shouldn't explain anything. The second question is, what's missing over here that makes Rashi need to teach us what was the distance, that it was a mill? which also then compels them to give the reason for it. Oh, it's a mill. What's the reason for a mill? So they should be able to come on Shabbos because of the Tchumen. 
And this question is especially since Rashi doesn't say the distance by Vatelech Vateshev Lamineged by Hagar, even though over there the Medrash teaches that the distance was a mill. Rashi nevertheless doesn't tell us what the distance was. So we see that it's not necessary to always say the distance. So what over here is missing that makes Rashi need to teach that the distance was a mill? The third question is, why is it important here to say Why does Rashi add that last part about Up to that point, Rashi gave a full explanation. It says that the Yidin camped Mineged Lesaviv Loyal Maid. So Rashi tells us Mineged is Meirachik Mil. It's a distance of a mill. Like it says by Yeshua that they should be 2,000 Amas away from it in order that they should be able to come on Shabbos. Why does Rashi have to add and tell us about Moshe, Aaron, Aaron's sons, and the Levim that they camped near the Mishkan and not at a distance? Now, the Rebbe says it would seem that we could answer that Rashi is coming to, to answer a sort of contradiction. That just three psukim before this, it says, which seems to mean that they're right near it. And here it says that no, it's going to be Mineged. Saviv loyal murd, which means at a distance. So Rashi is telling us that that only applies to the Yidin, whereas what was written beforehand applies to Moshe, Aaron, Bonov, and the Levim. However, there are four difficulties with this answer. Number one, it says in the Pasuk beforehand that it's speaking specifically about the Levim, and our Pasuk says specifically that it's talking about Bnei Yisrael, so there's no need for any answer. Number two, according to this, the issue over here is on the word saviv, because beforehand it said saviv and it meant saviv literally, right near it, and now it means mineget saviv, at a distance. So if that's the case, then Rashi should have also quoted from the Pasuk the word saviv, not just mineget. Number three, Rashi doesn't even address the answer to the contradiction between the word saviv. He just tells us where they were, but he doesn't address the contradiction in the word that here it says saviv and there it says saviv and number four according to this it's an entirely separate point in rashi rashi is teaching us two things number one that mineged is at a distance and the distance is of a mill and the second thing is rashi is answering a contradiction if that's the case then rashi would write it in a separate in a separate teaching and not included in this one. Like we explained many times that that's how Rashi does things, that if there's two teachings on one thing, if they're unrelated, then Rashi separates them into two teachings. And so we're left with our original question, why is Rashi telling us over here anything about Moshe, Aaron, Bonov, and the Levim, that they were right near the Mishkan? The fourth question is, the reason that they were a mill away in order that they should be able to come on Shabbos explains why it wasn't further than a mill. Because if it was further than a mill, they wouldn't be able to come on Shabbos. And the question is, but why would we think it should be further than a mill? The implication is that we would think it should be further than a mill. And it tells us the distance is a mill in order that they should be able to come on Shabbos. And so the question over here is, why would we otherwise think that it was further than a mill? And the fifth question is, why does Rashi specify Moshe va'aron uvano valavim? And he doesn't just write valavim, chaynim besamachlei. In the levim, they camped near the Mishkan, which would mean simply the whole Shevet Levi, including Moshe, Aaron, 
and Aaron's sons. And this is especially since when we look at the Pasuk that speaks about the Levim, which is just three Pesukim before our Pasuk, it doesn't separate Moshe Aaron Avonov. It says, Valavim Yachanu Saviv the Mishkanaidus, the Levim camped and included the entire Shevet Levi, including Moshe Aaron Avonov around the Mishkan. And it's only that later on, when we go to the later Pesukim in the next parak, there it separates Moshe Aaron Avonov and it tells us where specifically near the Mishkan that they camped, that it was on the Mizrach side, on the east side. But when we say Vahalavim, it would include also Moshe Aaron Avonov. So why did Rashi have to write them separately? Now we're going to move on to present the key of the Sicha. And over here, the key of the Sicha is understanding the diktuk, the grammar of the word Mineged. And once we have an understanding on that, it's going to lead into answering our questions. So the explanation of all of this is as follows. It's understood from many psukim of the Torah that the meaning of the word neged is noichach, which means lefnei, which you could translate as in front of, or facing, or being opposite, or directly across. And so it's understood that also when it says kineged or mineged, it means the same thing. The word Neged means noichach, which is lefnei. So neged would be to be in front of something or facing something. So also when it says kineged or mineged, it means the same thing, since it's the same word with one of the oisies hashimosh. It's a letter that is added to the word, but it doesn't change the word in its basic meaning. So let's say, for example, we have the word mitzrayim, and then we could have mimitzrayim, or bimitzrayim, or limitzrayim. The word stays mitzrayim, and just a letter that is a prefix to the word to tell us that it's either from Mitzrayim or in Mitzrayim or to Mitzrayim. So just like neged means to be in front of something or directly across it, that's also what kineged or mineged means. It's just that it's adding a letter to tell us a detail of it. And even though we sometimes find that it has a different meaning, the word kineged or mineged, like we'll explain later, it doesn't mean that the word changes. We're not saying the word changes in its meaning. That now it doesn't mean noichach, it doesn't mean lefnei anymore. But rather that another meaning is added to it in addition to its meaning, to it meaning noichach. It does mean noichach and it also means something else. Why are we adding this meaning? In this case, we're talking about the word neged, where now it's going to be keneged or mineged which this added meaning fits with the content of that Pasuk. The content of the Pasuk informs us of an additional meaning to this word. Not a different meaning, an additional meaning. So meaning what we're saying over here is that the Neichach is a certain type of Neichach. So we're not changing what the word means. Neichach is going to remain Neged is going to mean Neichach, which means Lefnei, to be in front of something, facing something, directly across from it. But there's a type of noichach that we learned that it means based on the content of the Pasuk. And we're going to explain now. In other words, noichach comes out as just a general concept. And it can be noichach in different ways. Like it could be across from it at a distance. Or it could be surrounding it. Or it could be noichach from a specific side. And in a number of places, the content of the Pasuk informs us that in this case, it's specifically one of these examples. What type of neichach? The neichach of that of a distance. What type of neichach? That it's surrounding it. What type of neichach? As we'll see, it's only from one side, from the Mizrach side. And like in the Pasuk of Ezer Kenegdoi, 
And Rashi explains over there, Zoha, if the person is Zoha, then Ezer. It's talking about a person marrying a woman. But Loi Zoha, if a person didn't merit, then she'll be opposite him to battle against him. Meaning that also here, Neged means Neuchach. We're not changing the word. And it's just that it's understood from the Pasuk, and especially since there's an added Chof over here, that this Neuchach is in a way of Lihilachim. It's across from him, but the fight against him. And so to the Pasuk of Neged Ahar, and Rashi explains, it means they were on the east side of the mountain. This is talking about when the Yidin came to Harasinai. And then Rashi says, Whenever you find the word Neged, it means to the east. What Rashi means to say over here is that if it's talking about a specific side, if you see from the content of the Pasuk that it's talking about a specific side, then the word Neged, which is which means Neichach, which means across of it, or opposite it, or facing it, is specifically to Mizrach. So in short, what we're saying over here is that the word Neged always remains the same. And it's just that it's a general word that can be applied in different ways. Because it could be across, just across, but it could be across at a distance or surrounding it or across from it on a specific side. And if the content of the Pasuk informs us that it means one of these specific things, not just a general being across from it, but in a specific way, then that's what it's going to mean in this Pasuk. But not that we're changing the word of Neged. And like the examples that we gave of Ezer Kenegdoi, which means opposite him, but the fight against him. And like where it says, Negedahar, which means opposite it, but on which side? The side of Mizrach. Now we're going to move on to the main point of the answer. And over here, we're also going to answer the first question of why does Rashi have to tell us over here that Neged means Meirachik. He doesn't explain it to us elsewhere, like by Vahoyu Chayecha Tluyim Lecham Neged. So according to what we just explained, it's understood regarding to the word Meneged, which is not Neged, it's Mineged. That it also means the same thing as Neged, which is Lefnei, it just means Melefnei. However, like we said before, sometimes the content of the Pazak shows that this Melefnei is at a distance. And then it'll mean, in addition to the idea of Neuchach, that it's across from it, in front of it, in general, it also means that it's in, cross from it, in front of it from a distance. And like by a hugger, that from what's written, it indicates that it means meirachik, that this mineged is a mineged that's at a distance, because then the continuation of the Pasuk is understood. Like it says, and the question then is, and how far? And therefore, when it says afterwards, two, a few psukim later, it says Vateshev Meneged, then it means, as Rashi explains, she added to go even further. And similarly here, the meaning of the Meneged is like we said, it means Lifnei, like it always is. However, if we only give it its general meaning that the Yidim were Lifnei, they were across from the Mishkan, if we only give it its general meaning, then there's a difficulty which is that this word is extra over here, because it says right afterwards, Saviv la'oil mayed yachanu, which means they're around the oil mayed. There's no reason to write mineged, it's already included, meaning that from this itself we see that they were in front of the oil mayed. And therefore we must say that over here, when it means lefnei, it means not just that they were across from it, but they were meirachik at a distance. 
Now, according to this, it's understood that Rashi has to teach that Mineged and Arapasak means Mirachik. Rashi's not going to leave it unsaid, even though he already explained it by Hagar. The reason is because Mirachik is not the meaning of the word, it's not the translation of the word. But rather, when we see from the content of the Pasak that we have to add an explanation to the word, then we must say that this Mineged has this added detail of Mirachik. So meaning the word mineged means melifne, it means lifne, it means across from it. But from the content of the Pasuk, we see that this mineged is one that's from a distance. And so it's not the meaning of the word, but rather it's the type of mineged that's over here. So what we're saying is that it's not translating the word. It's telling us what type of mineged it is. The word mineged means the same everywhere. But there's an added detail on this mineged. And wherever there's an added detail that's not said, it's not written clearly in the Pasuk, then Rashi teaches it. Since it's not written in the Pasuk, it's not a translation of the word. So Rashi tells us there's a detail of this Mineged. It's a Mineged that is Meirachik. And similarly, Rashi explains in the Pasuk, Ki Mineged Tiras Aretz Veshamalei Savoy Ela Aretz. So Rashi tells us Mineged is Meirachik. Because the word Mineged doesn't mean Meirachik. The word Mineged means across from it. But there's a question over here. If he is right across from the land. Why does it say Vishama there as if it's far? So Rashi tells us that what type of Mineged is it? It's a Mineged that's Meirochik. And again, the reason Rashi tells it to us is because he's not translating the word. He's telling us about an added detail of this Mineged that's not written in the Pasuk, but, underst- but that's understood from the content of the Pasuk. And so whenever there's an added detail, Rashi is going to teach it to us, even if it would have existed in a similar case beforehand, because over here, it's Again, not the translation of the word. It's an added detail. And whenever there's an added detail, Rashi teaches it to us. Now we're going to move on to answering questions number two and questions number four. Question number two was, why does Rashi have to tell us that the distance was a mill? And question number four was, that the implication is when it says that it was a mill in order that they should be able to come on Shabbos, it implies that otherwise it would have been further than a mill. And the question is, why would we think it should be further than a mill? So we continue and say, however, the word Mineged in our Pasuk is still not fully understood. Because even if we say it means Meirachik at a distance, it's extra. Why is it extra? Because it's obvious that Machane Yisrael was far from the Mishkan, since it says clearly beforehand, Valavim Yachanu Saviv that the Levim camped around the oil. They camped around the Mishkan. And if so, it's impossible that the Yidin would be close to the Mishkan, since the Levim were separating them from being close to the Mishkan. They were in between them and the Mishkan. Therefore, we have to say that the intent of the Pasuk is that they should distance themselves a lot, to a great degree, more than they would otherwise be distant. Now, what would be the reason for this? And the reason for this is understood simply, since the Pasuk beforehand says, right before this Pasuk, it says, there shouldn't be ketzaf on the Yidin when they come to the Mishkan and they go to places and do things in the Mishkan that they're not supposed to be doing, that were exclusive for the Levim. And Rashi explains, V'im lav, and if not, that they don't keep what it says here, that the strangers, though they're those that don't belong there, that are outside of Shevet Levi, if they enter into their Avoidah, Avoidah Samzu, this Avoidah, Yeh Ketzav there will be Ketzav. And so therefore, Hashem commanded that they should distance Machan Yisrael a lot, at a great distance from the Mishkan, in order to distance the possibility that Zarim would enter. And therefore, Rashi explains that the distance was a mill. 
because with this he emphasizes two things. Number one, that the intent of the Pasuk by writing Meneged is that they should be more distant than the distance caused by the Levim camping in between them and the Mishkan. So when he says a mill, it emphasizes this point because a mill is 2,000 Amas. It's a lot more than just the Levim being there. So Rashi is bringing out this point that we don't just mean a basic distance which we don't need to be told because it's automatically there because the Levim were there. We're talking about an added distance. Rashi communicates that to us by telling us that it's a mill. A mill is much greater of a distance than just what the Levim would cause. Because the Levim only camped from three sides and they didn't have such large number numbers. And so the distance Machin Yisrael by a mill is more than the distance caused because of the camping of the Levim. So that's one point Rashi wants to bring out by saying that the distance was a mill. And number two is that they weren't further than a mill. Rashi wants to tell us even though they had to be distant, it wasn't further than a mill. Now, the question is going to be, why not more than a mill? If we don't want that there should be a ketzef, there shouldn't be any destruction on the Yidden. Why not more than a mill? And so Rashi explains that a source that the distance was only a mill is from what's written by Yeshua, that where it says over there, that between the Yidden and the Aram, there should be a distance of 2,000 Amas, which is the distance of a mill. However, you can ask on that, what's the proof that in the desert they were at the distance of a mill from it being that way by Yeshua, who says it would have to be the same. And so therefore Rashi explains the reason they were a mill away in the times of Yeshua is because, he tells us the reason, because that reason also applies in the desert, that it had to do that they should be able to come there on Shabbos. They should be able to come to the Orin on Shabbos, and over here they should be able to come to the Mishkan on Shabbos. And so this answers to us why Rashi tells us the distance is a mill, because he's telling us over here that the distance is greater than the distance that's already there in place just by the Levine being there. And he also tells us it's a mill and not more, because otherwise we would think it should be more, because we don't want there to be any ketzef, any destruction on the Yidden. Now we're going to move on to the next section of the answer, and here we're going to complete some of the previous points and also lead up to answering questions 3 and 5, which we're going to answer in the next section. So, the continuation of the Sikha is that, however, we have to understand why weren't the Yidden able to come to the Mishkan, even if they were further than 2,000 Amas? What's the question? The question is that Machani Yisrael was on all four sides, as is explained in our Parsha. And if so, it's all considered to be one city, as it's also understood simply that this is one city, that the Yidden are there in this area surrounding the Mishkan. It's all one city. And in a city, there's no issue of Tchumen. So even if they were at a greater distance than 2,000 Amas, they should be able to come to the Mishkan. And if that's the case, why weren't they further than the 2,000 Amas? So they could be more secure and there wouldn't be any Ketzef. So the explanation is, it's been emphasized many times, that Rashi and the Torah explains the Pesukim only according to Pshat. And he doesn't bring Allahs that are learned through Remez and Drush. And so from this it's understood that also when he brings a certain Halacha, it's only because... It's part of Pshut Mikra. Furthermore, this idea that Rashi goes based on Pshut Mikra will take us even further, that the details of the halacha, that they, the way those details are in the approach of Pshat, don't have to fit with the way that they are in the section of halacha in the Torah. So number one, if it's not in Pshut Mikra, Rashi won't bring halacha. And number two, 
even if it isn't Pshut HaShomikra, and he brings the Halacha, he may bring it with different details than the way it is in the actual section of Halacha and Torah, because he's going to bring it and explain it based on how it makes sense in Pshut HaShomikra, even if it doesn't fit with the actual Halacha itself, the way it's taught in the section of Halacha. And similarly, in regards to Isr Tchumim, bringing it back to our discussion, which this Isr is taught in Pshut HaShomikra, as Rashi explains on the Pasuk of Al Yetzei Ishmim Kaimai, Rashi says that Elu Al Paim Amos or Tchum Shabbos Chulu. These are the 2000 Amos of Tchum Shabbos. So Tchum Shabbos of 2000 Amos is part of Pshut HaShemikra. Now, we're going to look at the details. So when it comes to the details, so even though the meaning of Mekaimai isn't only the space of the individual person, it doesn't mean Al Yetzei Ishmim Kaimai from his own place where he is, but rather it means their city, the city that they're in, but nevertheless, it has to be like the pshat of the Pasuk. It has to be a mekaymei. What does mekaymei mean? That it's the mekaymei of a person. So, when it says al yetzi ish mekaymei, it doesn't mean the person's individual space, it means the broader space where the people are, but it has to be a place where there are people. Meaning, it has to be a place where people live. But if there is a large area in the middle of a city where there are no people that live over there, so then it falls into the category of Al A person cannot go into that area outside of his own area. However, we want to define his area. The area that he's in himself, or like we're saying over here, it's the area of where people are living. He can't leave that area into the other area where people are where there are no people that live. He can't go into there more than 2,000 Amas. And a person may not go there for a distance of more than 2,000 Amas. And so similarly here, even though the whole Machana is like one city, we're talking about the Machana from the Mishkan to the Levim that surrounded the Mishkan, close to it, all the way to the Eden that were much further away. It was all one city. Because, like we said, Machana Yisrael was on all four sides. But nevertheless, if there was more than 2,000 Amas between Machana Yisrael and the Mishkan, then it would be usr, it would be forbidden to go from Machan Yisrael to the Mishkan. Now we're going to move on to answer the third and fifth questions. The third question was, why does Rashi have to conclude and tell us, Moshe, Va'aron, Uvon, Uvalavim, Chaynim, Besamachle? Why does he have to tell us where Moshe, Aaron, Aaron's sons in the Levim camped, that they camped near the Mishkan? This Pasuk is talking about the Bnei Yisrael, where they camped. And the fifth question was, if Rashi is telling it to us, why does he tell it to us and he separates Moshe of Aaron of from the Levim? Why doesn't Rashi just say Valavim, which includes everyone, all the Levim, as well as Moshe Aaron of So we continue, however, according to this, that in Pshut Mikra, the definition of Mekayme is a place where people live, then the question now becomes, why couldn't there be more than 2,000 Amas between Machani Yisrael and the Mishkan and they should still be able to come there on Shabbos? What's, why would they still be able to come? Because Machana Levia was around the Mishkan. It was right around it. And it's obvious that also Machana Levia is included in Mekayme. It's a place where people are living. And if that's the case, if so, then they could also come on Shabbos if they were 2,000 Amas away from Machana Levia. That's the Tchum. So 2,000 Amas away still allows them to come. But that is more than 2,000 Amas away from the Mishkan. So they didn't have to be 2,000 Amas away from the Mishkan. They had to be 2,000 Amas away from Machana Levia, which is more than 2,000 Amas away from the Mishkan. And according to what we said, in order to avoid Ketzef, Machan Yisrael should be as far as possible. So why was the limit at 2,000 Amas? Therefore, because of this difficulty, Rashi concludes, 
meaning that not just the Levim in general camped close to the Mishkan, but rather also Moshe of Aaron camped close to the Mishkan. And regarding specifically Moshe of Aaron it teaches in the Pasuk right after this section, the next section, teaches that they and only they camped on the Mizrach side of the Mishkan. And all the other Levim camped on the other three sides. And if so, it comes out that on the Mizrach side, on that side, the Machan Yisrael couldn't be more than 2,000 Amas away, except for the small space of the tents of just Moshe of Aaron That's not something of great significance. So on the Mizrach side, they could only be 2,000 Amas away from the Mishkan, not more. And since on the Mizrach side, it had to be this way, that they had to be 2,000 Amas away, so they didn't distinguish among the Shvatim, and everyone was the same distance, 2,000 Amas from the Mishkan. The Ira to each and every year in our Rashi is, it's demanded from each and every year not only to fulfill all the mitzvahs of the Torah and the mitzvahs of the Rabbanon and the Siyagim, etc., but also that kol ma'asecho yu l'shem shemayim, and even more so, b'chol d'rochecha de'eyu, meaning that all the inyonirishos, the personal matters, not mitzvahs of the Torah and the Rabbanon and the Siyagim, but also the personal matters of a person that one does in all times, they should be permeated with serving Hashem. However, there are those who claim that this matter is very difficult. It makes sense that on Shabbos and Yom Tif, and so too in the times of Teir and Tefillah during the week, which they are similar to Shabbos and Yom Tif, where one is free from all material matters, then it makes sense that it can be of Ava, the inside of a person's heart is coated with love and to be occupied in serving Hashem. However, when one is occupied with material matters, how can one fulfill this? Regarding this comes the Remez and Rashi. Why was the Machani Yisrael only 2,000 Amas away from the Mishkan? In order that they should be able to come to the Mishkan on Shabbos. So it comes out that because of this reason, that they should be able to come to the Mishkan on Shabbos, it was always like that, even though it's only relevant on Shabbos. So from this is the Remez, that the way it is on Shabbos is drawn and affects the rest of the days of the year. And the intent is that the level of Dusha that the person has on Shabbos and Yom Tov is drawn down and it gives strength also in the matters of the weekdays of the whole year. That also then and also there one should be permeated with serving Hashem. And the Remez comes in Rashi regarding the measure of closeness. This Remez that we said the way it is the whole year is because the way it is on Shabbos. And so it it's telling us that we have to bring Shabbos into the rest of the year, but when we look at the specifics, there's a remez in that as well. What is it about? It's about the closeness of Machni Yisrael to the Mishkan. Because the Mishkan, which is a place which has Muchan, is ready to bring, bring up Karbonus, and where the Shechina rests, so it hints to serving Hashem. And Rashi hints that the closeness that a Yid, the Machni Yisrael has to Hashem, which is the Mishkan the whole year, is drawn down also into the weekdays that a person will always be close to Hashem. So it's not just the way something is on Shabbos is the way it is the whole year, so we have to bring Shabbos into the whole year. But what is it that is that way on Shabbos? It's the closeness of Machani Yisrael to the Mishkan. That's what we need to bring down into the whole year.